Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 4-3 the final. Washington comes back to beat Buffalo in overtime. Sabres led the entire game and ended up falling. All right, let's get live locker room reaction. Here's Dylan Cousins live with Paul. Thanks, Brian. That's a tough one, Dylan. The only time you guys were behind was in overtime. I mean, that has to be a tough one to take. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it sucks. We lead the whole game and, you know, we start off 2 nothing right away and then, you know, we give that lead up and then we get up again and then, you know, we give it up again and, uh, you know, that's something we need to, we can't allow. I give up two leads in a, in a close game like this against to that team who's obviously really hot right now and they're a great team and a team that we were fighting for a playoff spot last year with. So, uh, you know, we can't give that one up. It looked like it was a big goal that you had gotten on the power play. Uh, they had killed, like, 10 games in a row and you guys get the power play goal that at the time seemed like it was going to be a really big goal for you uh, talk about it if you would yeah I mean we had the five on three and we we're just trying to get pucks on net and uh, I think we shot lots of pucks and eventually one found its way in so you know it was big at the time but it ended up uh, not helping us get the win so it doesn't really matter you know, time, what's the balance to try to, to try to attack while also trying to, to slow play it and, and protect yourselves from a rush the other way yeah, I mean, um, you don't really want to play scared in overtime. Um, you want to take chances and, and take shots because anything can go in. Um, so, I mean, that's what I was trying to do. Not much time left. I wanted to put one on net. Um, and it ended up costing us, but um, I don't think that's a bad play. How did you feel about the overall game for the team, uh, first, second, and third periods? How, how, did, how do you feel about the overall game? Yeah, I think uh, we, we came out uh, we came out flying and um, looked more like the team. We know we can be in the team we were at points last year. And then, um, you know, I think this is a problem we've had before is we kind of sit back and try and just win the game without scoring another goal and um, trying to stop them from scoring instead of us trying to keep pressing and score another one. And, uh, you know, it cost us today. And, you know, we can't, we can't do that. We need to have confidence and keep pushing for the next goal instead of just sitting back and hoping they don't score. Is that what you're talking I think it was like six, seven minutes in. Neither team had a shot. I mean, so you were defending, but you also weren't getting anything in the other end. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that it was like that, obviously, <laughs> to start that one. But, um, yeah, I think we just want to keep pressing when we're up, um, keep putting pressure on them and instead of just sitting back and letting them attack and get shots and get chances. What's your reaction to see Zach score his first goal the way that he did? Yeah, I mean, he's an unbelievable player, and we, we knew it was a matter of time before he scored. And um, for him to score a goal like that, it doesn't really surprise us. He's got, he's got all the tools in his bag, all the skill in the world, and all the confidence in the world. So, um, you know, we're all really happy to see him score. He's a great kid, and he's, he's a great hockey player, and he's going to be a great hockey player for a long time. Does it take some guts to score your first goal that way? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I would have tried that, but uh, I didn't have quite the swagger that he does right now when I was that age. So, um you know, it, it definitely takes guts um, and confidence, and that's what he has. Thank you, Dylan. Dylan Cousins on the post game. Brian, back to you. Cousins was, uh, what, a minute 15 away from having the game-winning goal on a nice play on the power play, but uh, Wilson ends up scoring with 1.15 left in the third, and then Strom 
in the overtime, wins it. And, uh, yeah, Cousins kind of owning up to it there. Said, look, I don't want to play scared in overtime. You want to take shots. That's what I was trying to do late. And he goes, I know it cost him back the other way. And, uh, well, yeah, 4-3. It ends up in the net with uh, Strom coming in. And, you know, power kind of took away the pass. That's what you want him to do on that 2-on-1. Leave the, leave the goaltender to take the shot. And Strom just ends up with a, a real nice shot there to beat Levi. Um, and the Sabres fall to 8-9-2. and two. They do get a point, but I think Cousins' point is valid. It's like, look, this was a team we were fighting for a playoff spot last year. I mentioned it the other night. These two games, Washington and Pittsburgh, uh, these are swing games. The Caps and the Pens are two teams I firmly believe the Sabres are going to have to be ahead of in the Eastern standings if they are going to make this postseason. I think the Capitals are playing very well right now. I don't expect it to stay up at this level. Um, and Pittsburgh is old, too. I think they should be ahead. All right, back to Zach Benson now live in Washington. Zach, uh, that's a tough one, uh, considering you guys were never behind until the last goal was scored. Uh, how, how do you look at that whole game? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I thought we played a good game. There's um, a couple lapses during the game where we definitely weren't at our best. Um, you know, in the second there, we gave up a lot of chances, but, um, you know, we did a good job sticking in, uh, sticking with it. Um, Beast made a, a few huge saves, and um, you know we kept it. We were up by one there. Um, I don't know, two minutes left, and um, you know they uh, they found to get one there. And then um, you know I thought overtime, um, you know we had we had a couple looks too, um, but uh, yeah, no, that definitely um, you know you definitely want to come out on the on the other side of that one. When you guys were on your game, what was the difference there when you were stringing shifts together and, and creating? Yeah, I think we were playing north-south hockey. Um, you know, we were, we were hounds on pucks. Um, you know, just high energy, high pace. And, um, you know, that's when we're at our best. It's no secret. Um, we have a lot of skilled players in this room. And um, when we're going north-south and, um, you know, playing with high energy, that's, that's when we're at our best. How'd your goal develop? Um, yeah, I guess uh, a rim happened. Um, EJ just kind of called me. He's like, go for it, go for it. So I, I um, went, rimmed it back to Ole. And, um, you know, Oli made a, an incredible slip pass there to me, and, um, you know, I just found a way to, to put him in the back of the net. Is that all instinct there when you're going between the legs like that? Yeah, honestly. Um, you know, I'm just trying to do the, the move that I think is going to work and, um, you know, kind of just let my instincts take over. Did you guys maybe need to be more offensive in the third period? I mean, I think I said to Dylan it was – five, six minutes into the period, neither team had a shot, which means you were defending okay, but you also weren't coming forward either. Do, do you think you need to be a little bit more offensive too in those types of situations? Yeah, I mean, I think we just got to stick to our game and play full 60. Uh, you know, the best, your best defense is offense. So uh, if the puck's in the ozone, uh, you know, it's unlikely that's going to go in the back of your net. So um, it's definitely no secret. You definitely want to play in the ozone. But, uh, you know, if it's if it's a scrambling game, like um, the third kind of was, it was a neutral zone game, um, you know, you kind of just got to shut it down and uh, clog up the middle. Uh, what do you think about what you're able to show in these nine games to, to make them, you know, make a decision here? Yeah, honestly, uh, you know, I'm just trying to be consistent and play my game every game, uh, help this team win hockey games. Um, you know, that's, that's really my, my mindset is, you know, whatever I can do to help this team win. Um, that, was, that was really kind of the thinking process for my, on my behalf. Have you scored many between the legs goals? Um, not in a while. Uh, I like to try them in practice. You know, I stay out there 30 minutes after practice, you know, working on those kind of things, that, the Michigan, kind of all those moves. 
Thank you, Zach. Zach Benson on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Zach Benson, a highlight reel goal. And, you know, unfortunate for him, uh, he doesn't get to remember it in a win. But, boy, what a play he had there for his first ever NHL goal that uh, put Buffalo up by a score of two to nothing. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel. Paul Hamilton is live in Washington uh, with player reaction. We're going to hear from Don Granado coming up here in just a few moments as well. We'll get Paul's take. We'll update you on the busy night in the league, get your highlights and your phone calls all coming up. Uh, Sabres dropped this one as Stinger as they were leading the entire game, never trailed, and ended up having Washington tie it with 1.15 to go in a six-on-five situation. Wilson gets a one-timer, a real quick release with 1.15 to go, and then Strom scores with four seconds left in the overtime on a two-on-one. While we wait for Don Granado, let's get our final stats in, brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. The shots end up 30-27 to in favor of the Capitals. In the overtime, it was 3-2, Washington in the third, not not much in terms of shots. It was just 5-4 Washington. Power plays in the game. Sabres end up going 1-4, for four, and uh, the Capitals 0-2. So special teams edge to the Sabres in this game tonight. Uh, it was a win for Darcy Kemper and Nett, 24 saves. Uh, Devin Levi, the loss, he made 26 saves. Three stars, Cousins is star number three. Tom Wilson from the Caps, star number two. Dylan Strom, the game winner, star number one. We'll make Dylan Strom the electric player of the game, brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think Town Ford. The announced attendance at Capital One Arena tonight was 18,573. The Sabres will return home for, of course, Thanksgiving tomorrow, and then a game Friday night, 6 o'clock. Note the tarts start time if you have tickets. or are going to tune in 6 p.m. Uh, we'll have the pregame at 5 right here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. But uh, again, this is, you know, these swing games. It doesn't seem like, oh, that big of a deal. Well, they got a point. Like, no, it's it's not only the fact that they got one less point, but you now gave a team that you are going to, at some point, I believe, have to pass. You gave them two. I mean, that's a three-point swing. Instead of the Sabres getting two and Capitals getting zero, now it's, you. well, you got one, you got half, and instead... You know, you give Washington two more. So they extend their lead away from you. You know, I don't think Washington is that good that they're going to be in the top three in the Metro come season's end. I know they are right now. They're playing very, very good. But I think Washington will be in the wildcard race, as do I think the Sabres will. But and Dylan Cousins was right on. I think, you know, this is a team that they have to figure out a way to get points out and be ahead of. I would say the same with Friday night's opponent, Pittsburgh. I can't see Washington and Pittsburgh having better records than the Sabres, and then somehow Buffalo still finding a way to get in. I, just, I don't see them being ready to be in the top three in the Atlantic right now. I see Buffalo being, if they're going to get in, it'll be as a wild card. And I don't see Washington and Pittsburgh being ahead of the Sabres, and then all of a sudden Buffalo finding themselves in as well. So, I mean, these, these are, are critical games. They matter just as much in November as they do in March and April. And to give up the points at the end of this game, it, it stings. On a night where you played pretty good and you probably deserve to, to come away with a regulation win. Uh, they've just got to figure out a way to finish. And, uh, you know, Wilson, he's an annoying player for sure to play against and watch, but, you know, he came up clutch there. And the Sabres got to make sure that they're on him there at the end. He gets that shot off with 1.15 to go. And then, of course, Strom in the overtime. Buffalo had plenty of opportunities in the OT. Both teams did. I thought in terms of, you know, the overtime, uh, you, rarely you see it where 
both teams have multiple chances, and uh, and they did. So you know, Sabers got to figure out a way to get that done. I think it uh, it ends up in a in a loss, and now you know that they could have maybe put together a win streak here. Now back to uh, a loss, and you try to get it started over again on Friday at home against Pittsburgh before a very daunting four-game road trip at New Jersey, at the Rangers, at St. Louis, and at Carolina. Those aren't going to be easy games. So I thought this Washington-Pittsburgh stretch, even this three-game road trip, Winnipeg, Chicago, and Washington, I was really hoping for five out of six points. Worst case, four out of six. They got three. They got half. That's okay. It's not going to bury you, but it's also not going to move you up at all. Getting, you know, playing 500 hockey. And I know the goal right now with Thompson out, to me, can you play just a little clip better than 500? I'm not expecting the Sabres to win, you know, all 12, 15 games that Tage Thompson is out here. But can you play 500 or better? You know, this is a night where, you know, you lose a point in that race to do so. But just as important, as I said, you give two uh, to the Capitals. All right, let's get some other things in here while we wait for Paul and Sabres head coach Don Granato. I mentioned Tage Thompson. How about the injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji? Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. The Sabres have two key offensive injuries. Tage Thompson out at least a month or more. uh, And Jack Quinn out. Although an update today, uh, you might have heard uh, Jack Quinn during the pregame show speak. He said, you know, the timeline, he spoke with the doctors. They're hoping maybe by a January return for him. He did have his rehab skate, and then he also participated in a portion of the morning skate as well. So that is trending well for Jack Quinn. At the very least, there have been no setbacks in that capacity. So uh, for him uh, to be out there skating, not only on his own in the rehab, but also with his teammates in the morning skate, that is good news as we get to our injury report. Other stats here, individually. Sabres get 27-21 of ice time from Rasmus Dahlin leading the way. Uh, He ends up with a team-high Four shots on goal as well. Three block shots, uh, an assist in this one. A minus two, though, for Darlene. Second highest ice time goes to Alex Tuck. He played 24-56. Also four shots on goal. He had four block shots in this one. Darlene uh, and Tuck combined for eight shots and seven block shots. The two of them tonight heavily involved uh, in this one. I thought Zach Benson even, you know, of course, the highlight real goal is what everybody's going to be talking about. But for the most part, I thought he had another solid game. And we have um, quite a bit of, obviously, you know, discussion leading up to, hey, this is game number nine. I don't, there is no way they can send him down. Especially with no Thompson and Quinn anytime soon. They need his offense. They need his tenacity on the puck. Uh, I think he's mature beyond his age, even just listening to him. So I would say, uh, I think it's a no-brainer that Benson stays. But we'll uh, obviously find out officially on Friday when the Sabres take on the Penguins. All right, while we wait for Don Granato, let's get in third-period highlights here. And the Sabres leading it 3-2 to two at this point. Late. Capitals have the goalie pulled 6-on-5. One fifteen left. It's Wilson who ties it at 3. Caps with the extra attacker now, trailing by one with 1.20 to go. Working off the wall, right side of the Buffalo zone in the slot, they score. Wilson with a one-timer off the feed, and with 1.15 to go in the third period, it's a 3-3 game. All right, we'll get to highlights in a moment. Don Granato has made his way to Paul Hamilton. Let's go live with Paul now in Washington. Thanks, Brian, and we will have Don in just one second. We're just arranging a podium here. 
done a, a tough one. How, how do you look at that overall hockey game? I mean, obvious disappointment that we didn't, didn't get two points, but uh, I felt our guys played more of the style and game we want to play. Um, that's it. I mean, it's summation real quick. Was it was it a matter of letting, letting that slip once you guys did get a lead? Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, slip is the other team's going to come at you harder. It's, it's always the case. Um, you know, so I, I don't know about slip. I think we... You know, you'd like to have had a bigger, bigger lead. You know, teams are coming at you hard. It's just the way it is. Uh, we had we had our chances uh, to, to create some greater separation. So, but I, I don't feel like it slipped. Um, you know, we had chances. Um, even in overtime, we had some good chances. Um, so, do you feel it? Your, your approach in the third period there it didn't look like you'd give them much until maybe the last few minutes or so. Yeah, I mean, I'll, obviously, I'll watch watch more in more detail, but um, but I thought we defend. You know, again, when when a team's down, they're going to push. They're going to push hard, and and uh, I, I liked um, you know coverages, and I thought coverage slipped on the last one a little bit. Um, uh, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a battle, and you got a battle, and I thought our guys battled very hard. Would, let me ask you this. Would you like to attack a little bit more in the third? Because you're right, you did defend very well, but would you like maybe try to attack to get that extra goal more? You know, without question, when you don't win a game, there's other things you want. And, yes, you could add that as one of them. I mean, you want to – but, but you're – you know, you've got you've to pick your spots. And, um, you know, we've been pretty good. If you look at our record, you know, even dating back to last year with, you know, in these situations um, – but again, it's the other team's pushing, and, and uh, uh, we still had some chances. But no question, you want to do better in this and better in that when you when you don't get the results you want. Is Zach Benson going to get a tenth game? It's a great great question, and it's not one for right now, um, especially after uh, you, know, you just you just got that game on your mind and, and details of it. So stick to that right now. When you look at the full picture, though, what have you, I mean, capped by that goal, what I mean, what would you just think of the overall quality of work he was able to do in these nine games to make this a decision? Yeah, I mean, I'll just stick with tonight. He, he was good. He was, you know, he's tenacious. Um, that's how he's been, I guess. I can go a little further. He's been that way and, and a very um, positionally, he's in good position and obviously a very nice goal and, and, and big goal for us. Does that just say the type of per player and person he is, to, not only have the talent to pull that off, have the guts at 18 years old to pull that off? Yeah, he, he's, uh, he does. He's got some guts. So, yeah, nice player. How about Dylan scoring on the power play there? It's been a bit for him. Uh, do you think that's something that kind of get, get him rolling now? You know, I thought the whole power play looked good. We created several chances on that five-on-three, and it's not something you have time to, you know, much time to practice with different personnel, obviously, with Thompson out um, and Quinn out. Um, and I thought those guys generated shot after shot or quality after quality and stayed on it until uh, Cousins did put it in. Um, so really nice job by all five of those guys and a great finish by Dylan on that, and that was a big goal. Thanks, Coach Don Granato in the post game. Brian, back to you. Well, thank you, Sabres head coach Don Granato, and the earlier interviews, all part of our Blue and Gold Locker Room Report, brought to you by Roswell Park Comp Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. 4-3 Capitals beat the Sabres in overtime. We go back to Washington and get a couple of final thoughts from Paul. 
Well, Paulie, as you you know, as we've been saying, they didn't trail until it was over. Um, in the third, there, how did they play it, and maybe how would you have liked to have seen it differently to maybe try to extend the lead there? I know Don Granado says, "Well, after you lose, you can kind of say whatever you want." What do you think? Yeah, I, I would really would have liked to see them move forward a little bit. They didn't defend poorly, except well. They did on the Wilson goal, and they did on, you know, well, the overtime goal is the overtime goal. It's it's supposed to be a schmozzle. But on the Wilson goal, definitely they defended poorly. And But you would like to see them keep going offensively, defensively, because I was shocked when I, it was, I don't know, it was four, five, six minutes, somewhere in there. And I'm looking at the clock and thinking, no shots, really? And I looked at the score sheet. I go, yeah, there have been no shots by either team. And I, I was surprised by that. So they were defending well which is what they have to do, but they stopped trying to turn it into offense, which they were doing earlier in the game because they were on their game for a lot of that game. So, yeah, you heard uh, some of the players talk about sitting back in the third period, and I think they did some of that, and it cost them a hockey game. Yep. Well, Paul, I know people are going to be very excited to talk about that Zach Benson goal. I'm sure that may be a discussion at the dinner table tomorrow with Sabre fans at Thanksgiving. Um, Don Granato says the decision on him staying or going is not for tonight. Is there a decision? Is there any way that he doesn't stay with this team? Well, you never know. I don't know what Kevin Adams is thinking. I mean, it's his decision, and he'll get input from Don Granato and others. But it's his decision. For me, he'd be apartment hunting without question. Yes. But uh, it's not my decision. I, I don't have to work the roster, um, and, and I don't have to worry about losing him to the World Juniors. If he does stay here, you maybe want him to stay here and keep playing and not go to the World Junior. I, I don't know exactly what they have on their mind. I mean, even before tonight, they had four assists in eight games. That's 40 assists in a, in a season, Yeah, approximately 40 assists in a season. So, I mean, he was doing the things necessary. And then to have the guts as an 18-year-old to score that goal, that's crazy. I mean, he has the talent to do it, but have the guts to do it? I mean, that shows me something right there that, you know, him staying here I don't think would be a problem at all. I would agree. I, I think he should stay. And, and, Paul, how much does the fact that Thompson and Quinn are not going to be available for quite some time? I mean, those are two of your top six forwards that are out and your best goal scorer out. I mean, I know that they probably don't – you don't want to make them independent or make them connected, but I think it has to be a piece of it collectively when you're trying to say what's the best decision for this team yeah and if you think that thinking about about the world junior do you let him go because again those guys won't be back yet uh who knows when they'll be back you would think maybe around christmas time maybe a little bit longer i suppose it could be a little bit shorter you don't know i mean i'm not a physical therapist or a doctor so i can't tell you but uh yeah so i mean if he stays, I think they need him. So, you know, depending on how the season goes uh, from this. But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yep, I would agree. Okay, Paul. Well, I hope you have a safe flight back. And happy Thanksgiving to you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in person on Friday with the home game against the Penguins. And same to you and to all the folks out there listening. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday. And please enjoy your families. That's right. Thanks, Paul. Great job tonight. Paul Hamilton in D.C., where the Sabres fall by a score 
of four to three. Again, our next game, Pittsburgh, Friday night, six o'clock. Hope you can be with us right here on the Sabres Radio Network. Okay, for all of our local affiliates and all of you listening that may be leaving us at this time, happy Thanksgiving. Echo what Paul just said. Have fun uh, with your family and friends tomorrow. Eat a lot of good food. And uh, gear up for another Sabre game coming up. we got a game Friday and Saturday. Pittsburgh Friday, New Jersey Saturday, and, of course, all those games right here on the Sabres Radio Network. But if you want to keep listening, we'd encourage you to do so. Go to WGR550.com or on the Odyssey app. If you're listening on WGR, don't go anywhere more. The Upstate Honda Dealers postgame coming up. Four, three caps win it in overtime. I'll have more thoughts on Zach Benson staying or going. I'll read some tweets and some reactions on what fans are saying. Uh, we'll get you updated on the busy night and the scores as well here. Final score, 4-3 caps in overtime. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. second period. Oh, you want to test at the end of a period. You just saw it, and Devin Levi makes a big stop. Brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. Welcome back. Brian Colsey with you here on the Upstate Honda dealers post game. Four, three caps in overtime. Buffalo falls to eight, nine, and two. They do get a point in the loss, but uh, a stinger. They should have won this game, in my opinion. You're up late. Plenty of opportunities to extend the lead. They couldn't get it done. Wilson scores with 115 left. That made it 3-3. And as we pick up the highlights now, we go late into the overtime to get our game-winning goal. Cousins with a shot on the other end. It comes out hard. We know when you miss the net that those shots can go hard the other way, and it leads to a two-on-one where Dylan Stroms finishes it. Power for Cousins. Cousins shot off a skate and off the glass. 14 seconds to go. Capitals with a two-on-one here in overtime with 10 seconds left. Into the Buffalo zone. Strom fire scores. Capitals with the dagger with 3.6 to go in overtime. Win it 4-3. There's your game winner. Carlson sets up Strom, his eighth of the year. Less than four seconds left on the clock. 4-3 caps. That's your game winner. But I'm not making that the play of the game. Usually our game winner is our play of the game. Not tonight. Too much excitement from Zach Benson. In my opinion, there is no way the Sabres are sending him down back to juniors again. He gets our NOCO play of the game tonight, brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres, with his first ever NHL goal. McMichael took that pass away. Sabres get it back again. Here's Benson in front. What a move! Scores! Zach Benson with his first NHL goal, and that is a beauty to remember for all time. Wow, what a goal by Zach Benson and puts the Sabres up 2 to nothing. Yeah, beautiful play there. Again, our NOCO play of the game from Zach Benson. Congratulations to him with that highlight real goal. Amazing. And officially, if you're just tuning into the postgame, Don Granato was asked whether or not Zach Benson will get a 10th game. We know if uh, he kicks into his 10th game, it uses up a year of his contract, his entry-level contract, uh, or the Sabres have to make a decision to send him back to juniors. Don Granato did not commit one way or the other. He just kind of said, hey, this is not a decision uh, for tonight. It's kind of the phrase that he went with there. So anyway, that's uh, what we're hearing from the coach. 
I, I just I can't imagine any way that he's sent down, especially with the if Thompson and Quinn. Let's just play this out here. Let's just pretend Benson plays exactly the same way on the ice. You, you were going exactly where I was going to take this. Yes. So take it. Okay. Yeah. If if Tage is is healthy and Quinn is healthy and there's no injuries up front at forward, you know, knock on wood, we know an injury can happen at any point. But at the moment, Thompson's healthy and playing well, and Quinn is healthy and playing well, and Benson does exactly the same. I could listen, maybe, and I'm going to still say no. <laughs> that okay. Well, there's just such influx of forwards. And again, this still goes back to one of my underlining issues with the offseason. Okay, Oposo, Gergensen's, Jost, Olofsson, you know, three of them free agents. Olofsson's still under contract, I know. You know, well, which of them do you want to bring back? Okay, you value Oposo for his leadership, fine. Oh, wait, you value Gergensen's too for his leadership and his work ethic? Oh, and you do the same with Jost, and wait, you couldn't trade all. So now all four are here. And you can't scratch the captain because of, you know, hockey, right? That's what hockey does. You're not allowed to scratch the cap- captaincy in hockey. So, okay, well, here we are. There's not enough room for all these forwards. And, oh, what if Colique gets on a tear in Rochester? You know, I mean, I, I get all that. But you have two of your best, two of your top six forwards out and not coming back anytime soon. Well, look what we heard today. Even though Quinn's progressing great, it might not be January. The team says it's at least a month for Thompson. Well, we know how, you know, I'm not, this team always seems to underestimate injuries. So, I mean, you're going to be without both of them for at least a month. Like, to me, that even more says Benson has to stay because he's been in your your top six. He's played as good offensively as a lot of your top six forwards. So and the play tonight, you know, is just like, to me, it's the icing on the cake. Like, look at that. And then on top of that, you brought up the Thompson and the Quinn injuries, and those are the two biggest factors, I think, keeping him here, keeping him in the lineup, especially since they uh, especially since they sent Savoy back down a couple of weeks back. Right. They really don't have any other choice other than to keep Benson up. Or um, the other play, I feel like, is if you're going to send him down, then you immediately have to bring Kulik up. I mean, something would have to be done there. I'm not saying he can't come up if you sent if you don't send Benson down, but it, it just doesn't seem like a play you can even make at this point because, A, he is playing so well, and, B, your lineup dictates that he should probably stay. 100%. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have any other guys. You'd have to make another move. I mean, I know Peyton Krebs didn't play. You know, that would be – but that's only forward 12, remember. They played even one less forward tonight. I was gonna bring that up. Ideally, you want to dress twelve forwards every game, right, DJ? Like, I mean that this eleven-seven thing. Like, hopefully, this can stop at some point here. I, I assume a piece of playing one less forward right now is that they've got two injuries to two guys that would be automatically in the lineup. So you're gonna take another one away that's gonna be automatically in the lineup? No, I just I can't see it. All right, let's get some response from the fans here. Uh, in response to Granado saying the decision on Benson staying or going is not for tonight. Uh, this Our first response, of course, from ServPro. Our ServPro first response from the fans uh, brought to you by ServPro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzie. They respond first and faster to any size disaster. You can always send me your thoughts after each and every game at Brian WGR. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's read um, some of these tweets coming in. Uh, Don says, oh, it's for tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Well, yes, no one will know, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, Zach says, if they're going to send him down, we aren't going for the playoffs and we aren't going with our best roster. I'm done. Okay. 
Uh, Daniel says, Granado's the one going. This team's going nowhere. Okay. Uh, let's see. Patrick says, keep Benson and call up Kulik. You mentioned Kulik, so there's some. That's kind of where both. I'm at, too. But Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Josh Allen. I love that one. Josh Allen says, translation, we just lost another game that we should have 100% won. I don't want to pile on the bad news. He's going back to juniors. <laughs> JD says, right. get, Benson, get Benson out of here before this team ruins another player. They've already ruined the fan base. Let him go and try to experience a winning in a title. All right. Adams and Granato are yeah, let down. Well, I mean, he didn't, he, you know, they didn't say he's sending him down, but I, I would have loved Granato to say, this kid's earned it. Play like that tonight's the reason he's staying, you know, he can feel comfort in knowing that he's going nowhere. Like, that's the answer I wanted to hear. Like, bang, some conviction. Again, I'm not saying that he uh, is going anywhere. I don't want to read too much. And we just said he's not giving the answer tonight. So we'll I can also out. respect not wanting to make a decision After immediately following a, an intense hockey game environment, that situation. I'm sure he wants to remove himself from the environment first and right. then think about it. I'm I sure mean, he'll make the right you choice. Think so? Which is the conversation between he and Kevin Adams and this decision looming. Like this, this isn't a surprise that tonight was game nine, right? And yeah, I don't think I'll this argue... surprised anybody. I don't think this came up on anyone. Correct. And wouldn't you say, TJ? To me, um, you know, I said today's goal is the icing on the cake. I still feel like I'm having pretty a pretty same similar strong argument for Benson, even if he doesn't score on that play tonight. I completely agree. The goal is just a little bit more evidence that you would be making the right decision keeping him here. But I think even with the first eight games, uh, Paul even said he had four points in eight games. That's 40 assists through a season. I mean, that's that's an NHL. That's what you wanted of it. First year NHL player, I would assume. I would agree. Yep. Well, we'll probably know if officially uh, Friday morning, morning skate. Before uh, when Don Granato meets with the media, or you know if Zach Benson's out there, obviously, <laughs> I guess officially he doesn't have to play, right? They could make him a healthy scratch, like they just did with Peyton Krebs. I am wondering. I'm I'm trying to think about when World Junior practices start in those camps, and I'm wondering if they try probably, to stretch it out. But I don't know if they'd want to do that. It's probably maybe like the second week of December they probably get them yeah, going. What do they yeah, probably so. get like two weeks? Because the, the, it starts on the 26th, the day after Christmas, I remember, usually. so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's November 22nd. I mean, you'd be having him sit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Yeah. The Sabres play nine games by the time you get to December 9th. I don't think you can do that to him. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not happening. It's got to be one or the other at this point. I think he's, he's earned it. I think his play on the ice has shown it for sure. Sounds like he's a mature person to beyond you know beyond his years anyway, um, you know. And again, I'll, I'll I'll give Don Granato credit and say maybe he just didn't want to make that the news of the game here afterwards, and uh, you know make it official on Friday morning. Anyway, we shall see. All right, we'll take our final time out here on the Upstate Honda Dealers post game. We'll get our hit of the game coming back, scoreboard and standings updates, and uh, preview the Pittsburgh game. Capitals win it in overtime, 4-3. Thanks for listening. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Thanksgiving. I'm Brian Colziel. TJ Luckman is our network producer. Back with more of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame right after this on WGR. Sabres lead as it's fired around the boards by the Capitals star corner, Eric Johnson. 
Trying to play it to the line, but not out, and then a big hit. Over on that far side, McMichael, or is that Carlson over there that met Greenway, and then Clifton got Sandine, and that gets the attention of the Caps players. Greenway there with our Clinton collision. Hit of the game, Clinton collision. We're there when you need a repair. 4-3 Caps, Sabres get a point. We'll update you on the standings here in a moment. But before we do the standings, we got to do the scores. And the scores from around the league brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. Let's go to the scoreboard now. 14 games tonight. Really busy. We'll, uh, we'll go to the games that are underway right now. Just starting the second period in Nashville, Predators lead the Flames 2-1. to one. Eight minutes to go in the second. How about this game? Coyotes and Blues 5-5. That's pretty exciting. Uh, end of the first in Dallas, the Golden Knights have a one nothing lead on the Stars. Six to go of the first in Denver, Avs and Canucks are scoreless. And nine minutes to go of the first in Anaheim, Canadians with already a 2 nothing lead on the Ducks. The Sharks, no surprise, are still looking for a goal in Seattle against the Kraken. It's one nothing Seattle halfway through the first. Okay, all the rest are finals. Detroit getting a shutout. They beat the Devils by a score of four to nothing in overtime. Winnipeg wins in Tampa by a score of three to two. Bruins win again. They're 14, one and three. All mark the win first star. They beat the Panthers three to one. Rangers shut out the Penguins one to nothing. Jonathan Quick the shutout, 32 saves. Lafaniere, the lone goal. Pittsburgh will be here in Buffalo on Friday. Jari played in goal tonight for the Pens. Although, of course, everybody off tomorrow, so we'll see if he goes again on Friday. Hurricanes roll the struggling Oilers 6-3 to the final. How'd you be like to be doing that postgame show right now in Edmonton? Yikes. Nope. Edmonton is 5-13. and No thank you. Blue Jackets roll the Blackhawks 7-3, and the Islanders get by the Flyers tonight by a score of 3-2. to Yeah, I guess, you know, it's... Not to uh, reflect TJ on the last 12 years of, of hosting this, but, uh, you know, we know, of course, the Sabres haven't made the playoffs. Uh, quite a few nights it's been rough, I feel like, to uh, to host this because, it you know, it feels like we're uh, either consoling people or listening to people get frustrated or obviously you and I getting frustrated having to, you know, talk about another Sabres loss. Um, at least this year I feel like we don't have the, the worst job as a as, uh, postgame show. Uh, employees. I think the Edmonton Oilers one right now would be the worst one to do. Yeah. Even ahead of the Sharks. Especially since they're, they keep trying to roll the McDavid stuff back and uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl. And it's just like they have one, two, what, two big playoff years, one kind of big run last year. But the falling, falling flat at the beginning of this year is not something they wanted to see, I'm sure. And especially Connor McDavid. I don't know if you saw the, the, the gif of him on the, Shaking on the, his head. On the bench, just sort of shaking his head. And, yeah. yeah, I saw it. Can't be happy. No. Well, trade him here. That's right. I'll be happy to talk about him every night. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. What is that? Uh, <laughs> the Matt Bove, uh, Tyler Ennis, My, uh, Mike Weber in a That's third? Right. Yeah. That, that, should, yeah. That, Ennis, should that should do it. Ennis Weber in a third. That should do it. Get it done. That's right. <laughs> NHL standings now brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. All right, well, here's how the Atlantic shades out. Bruins, of course, win again. 31 points. Panthers, 25. Lightning, 23. Toronto, 22. Detroit, 21. All those teams would make the postseason if uh, it ended today. Then we go to Buffalo with 18. 
Ottawa was 16, Montreal was 16, although the Canadians are winning as of this moment. Uh, the wild cards, as I mentioned, are Toronto and Detroit. Detroit's the last team in at the moment with 21 points. The Sabres are three points back uh, with, of course, uh, 19 games played. So uh, some work still to do for Buffalo. Next, they'll face Pittsburgh, who have the identical amount of points as the Sabres. They both have 18 and another one of these four-point swing nights. To me, you've got to win this in regulation against a team that I think they've got to finish ahead. But you'll hear me say that again on Friday. So, uh... For now, I'll let uh, everybody say goodnight here. Happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Enjoy your your feast with your friends and family or however you celebrate it. Appreciate you listening here to our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. For our crew tonight, TJ Luckman, our network producer, Kyle Powell on our social media, and Game Story. Check it out, WGR550.com. Paul Hamilton was our reporter. Shope and the Bulldog were on the pregame. Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray were our game announcers. Tom Maddie is our engineer. And I'm Brian Colziel. Thank you again for listening. The final score in overtime, Washington 4, Buffalo 3. Enjoy Thanksgiving tomorrow. We'll talk Friday from Key Bank Center with the Sabres and the Penguins right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t